Hello and welcome to the Daily Lawyer podcast. My name is Jana Krishnan. I'm your host and also the founder of the Daily Lawyer. Today I have one such wonderful professional from a field which is very very allied to mine. She is also running uh, she's taken over rather the operations of a three decade old firm which belonged to her father. She's running it extremely well. She's truly a girl boss and I love the way she explained it to me the first time I met her. She said we we help you outsource your entire finance function and I'm so so happy to welcome come on this podcast i am speaking about miss amida balyash uh, amis practice focuses on uh, small businesses and essentially small and mid sized business owners uh, of of various uh, categories whether it is tax whether it's accounting whether it's bookkeeping whether it's auditing and so much more they literally take all of that headache from your shoulders and they manage it in house i know she's amazing at what she does and i'm so so happy to welcome her on this podcast to speak about everything tax and accounting and bookkeeping and finance and things that you need to keep yourself safe but you will also find it a bit boring so i mean welcome welcome to the daily lawyer podcast hi jana thank you so much so uh, firstly thank you for the awesome introduction and uh, it's just uh, just to clarify it's not just me it's my dad my husband and maybe three other partners in the firm and uh, yes as you said we do redu- help reduce the headache um and uh, yeah it's thank you for inviting me i'm really glad to be here and you know we keep on meeting so many times it's different talking to you like this it's awesome <laughs> that's true we do keep meeting often before we start you know and we delve into what is it that you do and how exactly you help businesses small or business of various uh, descriptions can you take us a little bit through your story through your journey how did you become a ca what do you do and a little bit about your firm as well so um well you know when i passed my standard 10th i never wanted to be a ca but um it's kind of a very typical story but you know my dad is a ca and i was always like ha ha tumko ca banna hai and you know i feel like do the same thing but i actually wanted to do commercial arts but uh, that didn't happen so because my i was good academically it was always like it was assumed that i will do it and um, thankfully i did clear and uh, so i became ca in the year 2012 and therefore i started my journey as a tutor but after around 2 1/2 3 years into it uh, the monotony got to me there was nothing different about it i was doing the same thing taking the same lectures over and over again i i loved it i loved interacting with the students and you know seeing their graph but um, it was quite boring after a point of time so that's when i decided that i need some experience and you know it was difficult to get a job like as a tutor to now to actually get a job in a corporate world or something like that but i managed to get one and i stuck it for around 3 years it was a times limited company and um, it did give me a lot of exposure but then again uh, the monotony struck you know as doing the same thing you know after a year i you know once you learn everything you are doing the same thing again and again so then i thought ki abhi now what is my option what do i want to do and that's the time when i joined my practice and so now it's been five and a half years since i've joined the practice and i am not bored yet so i'm very happy <laughs> to you know a day, on a daily basis 
different you're doing so many different things that um, i don't think it can get boring and always there's so much scope to learn more to do more so yeah that's been my journey and i'm loving it and i've been i'm able to use my tutoring experience and my corporate experience in this practice so yeah but that's true because you do i know for a fact that you work with a lot of different industry types uh, you know and different types of business professionals you know from solopreneurs to much more established businesses so you have i can understand why it, it can't get boring because there's so much every day and every client's requirement is different so you know you yeah. are also tailoring what they what your services to what they need but based on your experience with small businesses what would you say for any starting small business right like anyone who's starting or any i mean any business which is at the beginning stages or somebody's even considering doing a uh, starting a business what are some of the things that you think they must think of and they must sort of tie up so um i think for any kind of business uh, a business person will easily understand a sales funnel right so for the sales funnel how you think through from making a website or making a brand then making a website then uh, doing for example are you either you do ad spend or you do you do seo either ways and then uh how you get the leads and how you are going to convert the leads and at the end how do you generate the cash flow so uh because it is sales each and every step in this process is thoroughly thought through similarly in many cases in fact i find that the financial part of it is usually ignored in the start and then when problems come uh, probably scrutiny comes or the officer calls that is when um, most of the clients are like ha now we have to you know um, consult a ca or a lawyer and um, get these things sorted but for any kind of a small business i, I understand it's difficult it's expensive to hire a, a full time accountant but what you can do is at least be aware of uh, what your business requires so first is in case you have a uh, you need to understand whether you get whether you need a trademark or not you need to understand uh, if your business is let's say you are um a d2c brand and you are on 10 different online portals then your accounting has to be good otherwise you will end up you know uh, incurring revenue leakage uh, i have seen many businesses who don't despite having such a turnabout so um trademark your gst registrations your accounting in fact your contracts if you are a service provider and if you are getting uh like for example you're signing an nda or you're getting into a contract with a corporate then uh, i think people must consult lawyers before getting into this because uh uske baad you know they there are ten, tons of different issues and then you consult one and then your entire journey becomes more expensive so um these are the very very basics uske baad there are things like ptec there is profession tax uh, registrations ptec ptrc your welfare uh, act then something like uh, a very basic income tax return i have known people who don't even file their income tax returns when you say ptec can you just give the full form because i don't think people may know what is ptec ptrc and so on yeah 
so PTEC is profession tax registration certificate so basically uh, one is that you need to register for your employees and in, in, in the one that is that 2500 per annum which you pay for yourself so even if you are a director in a company or uh, you are any kind of a sole entrepreneur solo entrepreneur you have to pay 2500 per annum so these are the different rules and uh, most of the cases made these rules are just like you know ignored yeah so so these are the basic compliance which any person who starts a business has to take care of otherwise uh, they are in for a problem you know later on yeah that's true because you rightly said that you know when we start a business we think of sales funnels and you know it's a very 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 thought through process because that is going to be like the bread and butter of our business but then all of these things which is like a ring fence around our business if we don't think of it then it's it, everything that we uh, that we get in you use a correct word you see at revenue leakage and you're literally opening yourself up to revenue leakage uh, by not thinking through these basic things uh, i think there are so many tangential questions i have just on the basis of this one answer of yours because that really seems to be the crux of our conversation today but uh, i want to start with the most common question that you probably will be getting in your practice from solo entrepreneurs or small business owners uh, which is about gst as in gst or goods and services tax now we know that there's gst everybody needs a gst registration some people don't need a gst registration you know uh, at what point is it compulsory like if you have to just demystify gst in a few short sentences what will you say so yeah so there are a few points first is uh, the basic turnovers so for a service provider the basic turnover is 20 lakh per annum that is if you cross 20 lakh per annum you need to get a gst for a person or a business who's selling goods the limit is 40 lakhs per annum now uh, saying this if you are someone who's selling through an e-commerce aggregator this does not mean your website if you're selling through a website that's a different thing but if let's say you are onboarded on amazon or flipkart and you're selling through these e-commerce aggregators then um irrespective of what your turnover is you have to get a gst the third is uh, yeah the third is interstate suppliers so if you are someone who's supplying from marsh to gujarat irrespective of your turnover you need to get a gst but this limit is not applicable for service providers this is only applicable for goods providers so only so, if you are in the business of selling goods which is uh, something that you can touch and feel not a service yeah. things that you can touch yes. and feel and you're manufacturing or then irrespective of whether you have a turnover like the minimum number of turn- turnover if you are selling through an e-commerce aggregator like amazon or flipkart or something like that or if you are selling it to other states in india you need a gst yes correct and also uh, for someone who let's say may not have a gst but uh, is invited or applies for an exhibition in another state then in that case uh, that state may ask for a casual taxable person registration in that case also gst uh, registration is compulsory so casual taxable person registration is valid for 90 days and uh, you know once your exhibition is done you can surrender it and uh, but the gst will be compulsory in that case otherwise you will not be able to participate in the exhibition okay and tell me about gst now i think one of the biggest 
concerns when it comes to gst is the compliance that is associated with gst i don't know properly whether people know what exactly is the compliance it's just like you're also a little worried okay i have to keep doing something so i i'd rather not get to that point so can you tell me what is the compliance now that we know who needs a gst number what is the compliance and how do you apply for a gst number is it free yes the government does not charge anything for a gst registration but your service provider whoever you hire to get your gst registered uh, will the gst registration cost is not a lot frankly uh, the main thing is uh, your address proof if you are someone who is staying on a rental then you need a no objection certificate from your landlord that's the main challenge which i see people having otherwise most of the documents is address proof and identity proofs are there now compliance um, so let's talk about uh, those people uh, those businesses who need monthly gst registration so there are two returns gstr1 and gstr3b now gstr1 is a return in which sales are recorded both kind of sales are recorded b2c and b2b gstr3b is a report in which you will actually do the gst payment so let's say the gst on my sales is 1 lakh rupees and the in- input tax credit is let's say 30000 So that seventy thousand is a GST which I will pay under GSTR three B. But my sales in GSTR one and GSTR three B has to be the same. Uh, because of some adjustments, it may happen that there are a little differences month on month. But at the end of the year, for a particular financial year, these things have to match. So um, yeah, that's the basic compliance. uh what the clients don't understand or sometimes what happens is you cannot give your gst number for personal expenses so let's say there is a amazon business account so amazon business account is meant to do uh, purchases only for the business you cannot buy a fridge for your house and claim it in your business expense so you know such things happen but uh, yeah that's the like basics of gst compliance on an average 25 returns are to be filed every year so that's about two a month yes so that is there is any one and three b and is there any uh, time like for example tds you have to file before the 7th of the next month you have to deposit so you not file but you have to deposit so is there any time in every month like any date Yeah, so uh, GSTR one is around tenth or eleventh of every month, and three B is. Uh, I'm not sure because I don't do a lot of filing r- now, but uh, it's around twenty second or twenty fifth. So the the timelines also differ for monthly and for quarterly GST uh, GST assessments. So you for can monthly, choose to do it quarterly as well. Uh, yes, you can. But if your turnover is uh, more, I think it's upwards of one point five CR. Uh, I'm not sure about the limit. It uh, then you can opt for monthly. Okay. Otherwise, it's quarterly. So tell me, uh, can somebody do this themselves, or do they definitely need the services of a CA or a CA firm? Or see, if you are someone uh, who has time and who is someone who actually understands accounting on a mercantile basis, uh, then you can. But if you want to concentrate on your business operations, you do not have the 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 time with or you know the bandwidth. for uh, actually going through all your bills or your sales bill purchase bills doing the accounting and then you know getting the data from your accounts to making sure that the 1 and 3b are filed properly and the payment is done properly then you definitely should hire a professional and 
फ्रॉम लाइक एज अ बिजनेस ओनर आई एम आस्किंग यू नो फ्रॉम अ सोर्ट ऑफ कैश फ्लो परस्पेक्टिव इट इज इन दैट मच आई एम अज्यूमिंग दैट गेटिंग अ प्रोफेशनल टू डू दिस ऑन अ मंथली बेसिस यू कैन वर्क आउट सम काइंड ऑफ रिटेनर सो दैट इट्स नॉट अ बिग डिग इन टू योर कैश फ्लो बट एट द सेम टाइम इट्स फ्रीज अप अ लॉट ऑफ योर टाइम फॉर यू टू फोकस ऑन योर कोर बिजनेस I feel uh, that much time if you focus as you said on uh, getting new clients then the cost of hiring a professional is really not a lot so you just have to basically decide how do you value your time yeah <laughs> so true and i think many people don't understand and i see i i i think even i if i was someone who was just in the year one of my business even i would understand that but after you know once you start getting traction and sales you need to understand that your time is better invested in the work and not the back end of it i know i agree i <laughs> i think you are speaking for me as well not for me as a me jana but even lawyers as a community because this is also something we face like we are many ways sister professions of course and we have the same sort of frustration because people should just come to us at a more primary stage we can help uh, to sort of protect them uh, the other thing when you were talking the other thing that came to my mind is you know one of the one of the things that you spoke about whether it's accounting or you said people understand in a mercantile way uh, for a small business or for a person who's uh, I I keep saying small business but need, need your answer need not be for small businesses it could be for business of any description the only reason why I call speak about small business solo solopreneurs is because typically they don't have teams to sort of take care of these whereas bigger businesses do have so for a small business in terms of uh, accounting or bookkeeping or you know what are some of the lessons that that you would want to pass on to say that listen do these things what are some of the things you should do you think people should do business owners must do from an accounting bookkeeping auditing sort of perspective and keeping their records record keeping okay so um, make use of technology the first thing is um, even if your ca is doing the the work for you uh, make sure you keep all your bills and everything in uh, either a file or directly just upload in a drive Uh, categorize your bills month wise categorize your bills into sales bill and purchase bills make sure uh, you know what you are putting in your gst data okay or what bills are you sending to your ca and just check whether the bills that has been uploaded you know is tallies with the bills you actually have so sometimes we have seen this case uh, the last 3 4 months uh, so when the client does not is not able to give us the bills We usually take the data from GSTR two B or two A. What is that? that? Is based, yeah, so that is a system generated sheet or a system generated report we get from the GSTR portal, uh, which is basically someone is filing their sales, which is purchased for us, and we are getting the names of all the vendors who have filed. So, for example, I have taken, uh, let's say, I have bought a TV or let's say um, a computer for office from Chroma. So, when Chroma is when Chroma uploads its sales bills, uh, I will get to see that uh, Chroma, uh, the GST number of Chroma, and the transaction date, the invoice number, and the breakup of the uh, basically the amount which I have paid for the TV. including the gst break and i will be able to see the all the different exp- expenses in gst are 2 and 2 now sometimes it happens that you may not have uh, 
uh, incurred this expense and someone has typed in your GST number by error or something. So you don't want to claim uh, fake GST credit. So that is the reason for uh, you as a uh, you as a as an assessor. It's very important that you categorize your bills properly, month wise. Categorize your uh, save your credit card statements. Uh, don't just like you know depend on the system. Ki ha, I download karunga and I'll be able to get it. Uh, download it. Download your bank statements and please give your bank statement in Excel format to your CAs. They'll appreciate it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and other than that, uh, not just this. You know, even um, your personal documents. Like so, like I know it's a extended answer. But something like um, your password or the different insurance premiums you are paying, what mediclaims you are paying, uh, password to a a folder in which all your passwords are saved. Uh, right now, you know we are so busy working. There are times when we forget to do these things. So, yeah, and make sure. Yeah. So I just you know said my my told my dad the other day that uh, yeah you know where are your uh, documents and everything? They are in place, but I am not aware of it. Yeah. So. So yeah, these are the things. If you see from a hundred percent like overall perspective, you should take care of all these things. Your documentation is very important. I can't agree more, especially when you say about you know segregating it, putting it on a drive. Because putting it, I personally appreciate if it's on the drive because I can access it any from anywhere. And then you know you can put privacy protocols to the extent that is possible. Uh, everything is hackable, so you know that's not something we should be worried about. I mean, we can't do anything about it, but yeah, everything from uh, scanning all of your personal documents, even your identity proofs and so on, till like your like you told your dad any of his or uh, or your parents' documents for us, because tomorrow if anything happens, that's the first thing that we will need, and a lot of our parents don't tell us where things are kept, you know. True. Even uh, for that matter, contracts. I mean, scan yeah. them and save them. Don't keep the original copy just lying around anywhere. True. This is actually a very useful answer. Uh, even if it was long, but it was a very useful answer, and it gave a full sort of full view of. Uh, um, Ami, just I I hadn't asked you this before, but when you were speaking, this one thing I wanted to check with you. You know, when it comes to TDS. Uh, there's a lot of confusion. A, a lot of people have have had have asked me questions when it comes to TDS. Uh, should I deduct TDS on this? Should I not deduct TDS on this? How should a small business owner start? Think- Can you explain a little bit about what is TDS, and then how should a small business owner sort of think a little bit about this? See, first thing is, uh, if you're a sole proprietor or a, or an HUF, then TDS is not applicable to you unless you had an audit done in the last financial year. So that is first thing. So for solo entrepreneurs, most of the cases may TDS may not be applicable to you. Lekin, but there are people who are deducting TDS for you. That is the amount which you are receiving in the bank. That TDS cut ho ke aa raha hai. Now this TDS you will get as a credit in your uh, when you file your ITR. Now for private limited and LLPs. Deducting TDS is compulsory. Now, for these entrepreneurs, uh, for each and every expense that you make, mainly it will be TDS on rent, TDS on contracts, and TDS on professional fees paid. That is 194I, 194C, and 194J. These are the three uh, TDS uh, which 90 most of the cases may these three sections are applicable, and you need to check that you are deducting TDS properly. 
and also if you have employed uh, like employees on salary basis then uh, again that is a very uh, important section section 192 that is tds on salary and you will have to deduct this every month and pay so and uh, just deducting is not enough paying the tds and filing the returns on time and issuing form 16 and 16a to the other person these three compliances need to be done so tds also payment is on monthly basis filing is on quarterly basis and issuing form 1616a is on a annual basis so that's the gist of it but uh, if you see if there are if you are a business who who has like two three fixed expenses then no need to consult you can just deduct and pay and you obviously will have to hire someone to file it for you but uh, in case you are in a business who is very uh, very dynamic then uh, there's a chance that you will have tds under like 194h like brokerage or different kind of professionals you are hiring that you know that may attract 2% or 10% then it's always prudent to hire a professional yeah of and course please ask yeah 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 and these are like small things which you know like you said hire for brokerage or you know different types of professional these are not things that normally we would know outside of uh, someone who's a ca like like you so it's definitely something that one should also also uh, equalization levy is something which uh, people i, I uh, mostly they do comply but uh, there may be businesses who are not complying to equalization levy also tds on expenses like google so let's say you are uh, doing a marketing spend on google and you have to deduct the tds and then get that tds back from them hmm. so these are the compliances which usually are missed but that's why you should hire a and 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 all this when the compliances are missed then like you said it leads to unnecessary revenue leakage like you said they will automatically deduct even we are paying we, we deduct the tds and pay is it we are paying to google but then online it will directly show na the amount no 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 uh, you have to pay google the way normally when they generate and you just pay abhi that entire payment ke upar tds calculate karke alag se you have to pay And you have to deposit acha ha ah, you have to deposit and then you have to file also and then you have to write it to google or facebook or whoever it is ki ye tds humko abhi refund de do because we have acha acha oh i didn't know that so this is why we need professionals like you yeah so these are the compliances and supposing you don't do it then what happens what is the penalty there is a penalty uh, it is uh, some percentage of your uh, tax or some 50000 or something whichever is higher but then that penalty is for each transaction which Haan. is not complied for it is not ki overall one time ha ha so then see yeah so the penalty is definitely more than twice of the comp- noncompliance and imagine it will compound quickly because this is something it's not like intentionally we are not We we don't want to do it. So somebody would have told us that you have to deposit TDS. Alag se we probably would have done it. We just didn't know, and and then you're opening yourself to so much of penalty, right? Yeah. Also, uh, you didn't know that is one thing. Second is uh, most of the businesses nowadays, uh, even the small ones, are looking for funding. Now, when you are going, you you start the funding process, you will understand that there's something known as due diligence, in which your business should sh- in that part when these things are you know when they mark you have not done this you have not done this you have not done this that is where your the funding value. process is affected so 
penalty is okay. You just pay a couple of lakhs, you are done. But this yeah, the repercussions on the long term strategy of your business and direction. Yeah, that is something we don't think easily, right? Such small things, no. I mean, I mean, we think oh, we so many things you take for granted. You're like, okay, I'll deal with it when the time comes. But then that when the time comes, it's just too big. You know, it can it exactly. potentially derail your entire business. So everything that you have worked for can just be swept away. Uh, I don't know how how we can make people understand like with the urgency of what why you know they should we, they should consult professionals at the correct points of time and not wait till any problem hits. But you know, I have seen that uh, a business person who is really serious about his or her business, they take care of all these things at the start, and <sighs> that's how, and that's why they perform well. Uh, yeah. And um, you know, the oral graph is much much better because yeah. then these are the problems that they do not encounter. Of course. From the beginning, only when they are. You're right, actually. When you know, now that so you say. So also a, a basic question like whether should I be a solo pre- solopreneur or should I go open a private limited company? It's a very basic question, and everyone who starts a business will always think, "Yeah, private limited, banana kya." So, I mean, when you start a business before that, just talk to a CA. They are not going to charge you lakhs of rupees. So uh, it's a couple of thousands, like you know, and. Uh, that will save your business really. of course Literally. yeah it is like going out and having one meal at exactly. a, like a, a restaurant like a fancy okay mid level restaurant but then that can potentially protect your entire business yeah true okay i mean what are some of the we have already discussed this a little bit i think but if you have to sum up uh, three mistakes that you have seen business owners make in your um, Firstly, taking accounting very lightly. I feel you know the the reason we are called chartered accountants is because we are the best accountants there is. If your accounting, I still I tell it to my staff also. If your accounting is perfect, all your compliances will be perfect because that is where you are sourcing your data from. Uh, second is um, getting confused. कौन सा सॉफ्टवेयर यूज करो व्हेन यू से सॉफ्टवेयर व्हाट डू यू मीन लाइक व्हाट काइंड ऑफ सॉफ्टवेयर ओके सो लेट्स से यू आर यूजिंग वन सॉफ्टवेयर लेट्स से टैली एंड नाउ यू वांट टू यूज जोहो ठीक है दैट इज फाइन यू कैन यू नो गेट द एंटायर डेटा फ्रॉम टैली टू जोहो एंड यू कैन कंटिन्यू बट नाउ लेट्स से यू आर अट्रैक्टेड अगेन बाय सम सॉफ्टवेयर आफ्टर अ ईयर और टू एंड यू आर अगेन बीइंग ट्रांसफर डेटा फ्रॉम वन सॉफ्टवेयर टू अनदर देयर्स अ चांस दैट योर डेटा मे नॉट गेट ट्रांसफर प्रॉपर्ली Yeah, in between, you something may not get transferred, something may drop between the cracks. Yeah, so if you are changing a software, in, let's say every three four years, it's okay. But her chair, my ne one year me, I do not recommend it. I mean, just do your research, get one software, stick to it, khata. Okay. And your third third uh, point. Third point, not uh, the biggest mistake I feel is not consulting a professional, either CA, CS, lawyer, anyone. before you do any transaction so i see so many people let's say um property ka transaction most common mistake uh you decide to sell your property you decide to purchase your property you are not aware of the compliance of what is to be done whether you will you know how much say how much tax you can say you cannot and uh, just go ahead with the transaction and then you just call up your ca one day acha maine ye ye transaction kiya hai ab 
So now see, we are not in a position to rectify anything for you. We can only tell you that okay, lobby, ye kiya hai to ye hoga. You should have called us before you sold or purchased. Correct. Same so, thing. Yeah. <laughs> so these are the things. Uh, so it's not just a property. So for so for you, I think, uh, let's say you are signing an NDA with someone. Don't call up a lawyer after you sign. Call yeah. up a lawyer before. Or don't call up saying I'm sitting in front of that person. Can you just quickly go over it? I tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just not going to happen. That's not possible. We are not. We are not bots. You know. कि हाँ एक question डाला और तीन answer निकल गए. No, it's not like that. So yeah, I think that is probably the biggest mistakes. Also for trademarks, I see so many mistakes. Um, I have seen a case where a person had not taken trademark. They they ran that business for three years. and then they they wanted to do a trademark and it was not possible that brand was already there in the market she had to change her website everything and then get some a trademark done so yeah these are the big mistakes i think also a very common mistake is uh, setting up a private limited for no reason at all yeah just true I think that idea. is something you should just take a little bit, one more minute, maybe if you have, and then tell them why it. You must, you know, setting up a private limited just like that may is not the most sensible thing to do. Yeah. So if you want, uh, if your product is like ready, and you have a few, like probably the first hundred clients, then uh, and you're going to sell it on e-commerce aggregator, then I think, okay, and uh, your. Uh, future goal is to get some funding. Okay, go for a private limited company because अपने product test कर लिया है. You've generated थोड़ा सा revenue from it, and you know that it is going to work. You have a graph. If you're someone who just has an idea, and you are just हाँ चलो मैंने director select कर लिया है हम company बनाएंगे ये करेंगे. No, it's not like that. You make a company. Your company का cost का bill is on now. All your compliances. जो भी डायरेक्टर्स केवाईसी है यू नो ऑल योर आरओसी का फाइलिंग्स दैट इज यू हैव टू डू दैट नाउ चांसेस आर दैट यू मे नॉट गेट एनी रेवेन्यू फ्रॉम द बिजनेस फॉर द फर्स्ट कपल ऑफ इयर्स फॉर एग्जांपल नाउ इन दैट केस इज एस्टैब्लिशिंग अ प्राइवेट लिमिटेड हैज इट हेल्प यू इन एनी वे इन मोस्ट ऑफ द केसेस नो सो या दैट इज माय बिगेस्ट एडवाइस बिकॉज़ द कंप्लायंस आल्सो इज इज अ लॉट लाइक इट्स अ रिकरिंग कंप्लायंस एवरी मंथ you know it's it's a lot the compliance in private limited companies a lot compared to an llp compared to a sole proprietorship there's a lot of compliance that you need to and then that so, has a cost yeah so you no know, the mca compliance for an llp or a private limited is almost the same there's not much difference but yeah if you compare it with a sole entrepreneurship then it's a lot also cost wise you are incurring extra 30 40000 a year why do you want to do that So between an LLP and a private limited, in terms of compliance costs, uh, I would I still think that doing an LLP is a better option uh, than going for a private limited entity. And then maybe sometime later, as your business grows and things grow, you may probably want to change. Uh, but what is your view? So I feel uh, if you are in any way going to do a business outside India and then decide how to get the money in India. something like that then you should always start with an llp because private limited mein dividend ke upar bhi tax aa jata hai so that is the there is a very major point uske alawa within india agar aapko business karna hai and your main uh, goal is to get investment then you should get a private limited 
डन बिकॉज कंप्लाइंस वाइज एल एल पी और प्राइवेट लिमिटेड में ज्यादा फर्क नहीं है इट्स नॉट प्रॉबली कॉस्ट वाइज टेन परसेंट का डिफरेंस होगा बिकॉज इन अ प्राइवेट लिमिटेड ऑल्सो एंड एन एल एल पी ऑल्सो यू आर यू हैव टू गेट एन नंबर यू आर अ डिरेक्टर ठीक है द मेन डिफरेंस इज दैट नंबर ऑफ शेयर आर नॉट डिफाइंड इन एल एल पी सो या but you can change as time goes on and your business uh, you can convert a llp into a private into a private limited okay uh and i think this is going to be my last question to you uh ami i'm really interested in knowing your answer uh is what would you say ha- has been your biggest challenge in uh finding legal support and legal help now i know it's a bit of a departure from what we've been discussing but this is an answer i asked because i'm very interested in in what people say so um firstly yeah so there are, have been some cases probably where the professional on the other end doesn't understand you as a person okay as a client it's not just about iq it's also about eq so probably that is one of the challenges which i have found because when uh, you know we do hire lawyers to get uh, to directly talk to the clients so that is uh, a challenge where you know there are times when we have to be in the midst of it because there is uh, not much going on between the the professional on this side and the client so that is i think probably one of the challenges uh, that can be met with because technically i feel there are awesome like good lawyers out there but to understand the client and to really understand what they want where are they coming from and how to address that issue in the the simplest way is probably the challenge yeah. which i have seen yeah i i seem to agree with you cuz i have also been a client so I, i i can i can empathize okay now we've done with the main uh, part of the podcast which is all of our serious part and the second half i do for myself because i love hearing the answers that people give so it's called 54321 i ask you five of something four of something three of something like that so my first question is five productivity tips or um, can be hacks apps whatever so i have recently started using alexa so it's i'm very very late but i love it so i use it for like some some thought props up in my mind and i just like alexa save this in my task list so but it really helps you know i never thought that uh, alexa will help me so much and uh, yeah so that's one thing uh, so all my all my whatever uh, reminders i have okay they are you know otherwise i always like fatafat say i put a reminder on the calendar and then i don't even have to put like you know pick up my phone i just tell alexa to do it so it's very easy so uh it uh, just clears my mind of very like fast the second is um, try not to procrastinate i think that's the that's a killer of productivity so agar aisa lag raha hai ki abhi ye kaam baki hai it's like a 5 minute job just do it like you know that 2 minutes rule i i don't read it somewhere but uh, so like uh, if i have to like for example write a post on linkedin and i think are yeah this is going to take me 20 minutes but I, if i'm if i'm not that busy i just open linkedin i just start writing however it is it probably may not may not be the best quality post there is but i'm at least i'm doing something so progress over perfection third is uh, keep your uh, i try to keep my office uh, and my home like completely like different so today because i had this thing with you i came to office at 8 o'clock 
I'll I'll leave by four, and uh, that's it. I'm going to leave my office when I go to home, and I don't like I try not to talk about work when I'm at home. So that that really helps because you as a you are a social being and you need both. So yeah. Uh, fourth is uh, I have a very bad habit of taking my phone when I when I wake up. Immediately when I wake up, I check my phone. I'm trying to get rid of it. It's very difficult. But yeah, if I can, then I think that's the fourth fourth best uh, productivity hack. And the last is I would say uh, take out ten minutes for yourself every day. So sometimes it hap- sometimes it happens, and you know we as mothers we know. we are not just doing the work at home or at office we have another entire section of our life which is for the kid so you know after work after home and after my kid i try to take out 10 15 minutes for myself so whatever it is even like probably i'm listening to two three of my favorite songs or anything uh but i think that helps me uh keep be with myself so i don't get frustrated and yeah that really helps i i can't agree more with you know all the things that i think the one thing that i struggle i i have absolutely not concord is keeping home and work separate i've been working from home for a very long time um been almost 8 9 years i mean almost as old as my older daughter so oh. when i started working from home all those years ago it was quite alien in india and then I, I I suppose I just never understood how to sort of keep the two separate because I always had one and then I had another one and then you know they were always around me and I thought it was great to be able to be a mother and be a working person at the same time but I I now realize that we I should have kept more of a separation between my home and But I think you are doing fantastic Jenna I Thank mean you. I so I cannot do what you are doing really I've tried <laughs> but uh, if you are able to do what you are doing with you know being at home taking care of your kids and your house it's amazing kudos thank to you. you seriously thank you so sweet thank you okay four books uh, that you recommend audio books whatever uh okay the first is uh, psychology of money i love that <laughs> okay second is uh, so this is the book which i read when i was in 9th standard in school tuesdays with mori yeah by michalbum i think Chalbum. it's it's um, really touched my heart i have read it twice after that and uh, i think uh, in any situation you may be in any whatsoever situation in life personal or professional if you remember mori i think you will just <laughs> fail to that yeah. uh, the third is emotional intelligence i don't remember the author's name but i have read it and it uh, it talks about emotional intelligence of kids and of adults and i think every business person or even like anything like if even if you are working any kind of a person you need to read that it uh, so i personally feel eq is much more important than iq yeah. and it reiterates that and the fourth one um harry potter it yeah. changed my life yeah. so yeah i still i still read i still listen to harry potter audiobooks probably once a week I read it when I was in fifth standard, and I love it. I just love yeah, it. I know <laughs> me too. I love it, and uh, my kids have not yet gotten into it. Unfortunately, I don't know why. Hopefully, they will. But uh, I I can't wait to share the you know share my love with them at least of this series. 
okay three lessons or uh, that you would give for any to any young graduate or you know young student oh my so um see when i became a ca we had like probably facebook but it was not that like the way social media is right now 10 11 years back so i think for the kids of today i think uh, the biggest challenge is to overcome the social media nuisance and also at the same time i understand that in their life their social beings are is very much connected with the social media yeah. so for the kids of today i would like to say that learn how to strike a balance between maintaining your studies and your social media you cannot like i can't say that just go off social media it's not possible you you have you born with that uh but uh, for the kids of today who actually managed to study well i really appreciate it you know jana yeah. i think i wouldn't have been able to study so well if uh yeah, we had so lot less better. distractions yeah seriously i mean uh, uh, uh today's kids who do manage to study and study so well i have immense appreciation for them so yeah that's the first thing and the second is respect respect your people Hmm. You know the values which we are grown. Uh, I mean, I think all the generations, you know, feel like कि हाँ मेरे generation में ऐसा था and you know अभी क्या generation ऐसा है and you know this has been going on since the last five thousand years. Yeah, true. It will still go on, but uh, maybe I am getting old. But I feel yeah. that uh, a little bit yeah. of respect would be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you on that. because a uh, little bit of respect and maybe commitment i think commitment is a problem uh, yes you know, committed to one thing uh, not minute things get little hard you want to give up so yeah so it also comes with their um, social um, correct conditioning see so we had orkut then facebook then instagram then linkedin uh, now threads uh, twitter is gone to x now So see the in the mind of a teenager in their tiny little life of 15 years they've seen everything yeah. they've probably not seen or could yeah so i think that this commitment issue comes from that as well yeah because social yeah. media is a very big part so, yeah. yeah true very true i didn't think of it that way but i, I now that you say it i think I, i think you're right very little we can do I don't know as mothers how we are going to manage it for our own kids, but yeah, it's a conversation for another time. And yeah. uh, two life lessons that you have learned that you have learned uh, in your life. Uh, intentionally try to make a good career. Okay, mm-hmm. we always say that हाँ मुझे career चाहिए, लेकिन क्या चाहिए? What do you really want? Uh, if you are in a If at any age you know if even if you're like 55 60 try to make a career it's the best thing you can give yourself uh you have you may have kids you may not have kids home husband whatever it is or mm. spouse i think make getting or making a career creating a career for yourself is the best gift you can give yourself yes uh, and the second thing is um keep your loved ones together Close. with you be in connect like be in contact with them talk to them even if it may be once a month it's important you know it's really important so 
amazing i have uh, sat with her through a business meeting and uh, she does you know she is the kind of professional i would like to get in contact with my god my it's so sweet thank you thank you yeah no i really mean it i've seen you talk and um, yeah so that's the final message i would like to tell people so kind of you are me i'm really touched thank you so kind of you thank you yes. and, and uh, uh, yeah but one more thing that i would like to add it's not like you scratch my back i scratch yours but i truly uh, when i first met ami she told me that we outsource you we outsource your entire finance function and i was like nobody has described you know what you what a ca does or what a ca firm can potentially do in this way that i can outsource my entire finance function so that you can be completely stress free hands free and i have all kinds of services you want somebody to come with to you, uh, to your office or you want ev- to everything to be done in my office i can manage everything and i really want to grow to a point where i can just hand over everything to ami so, thank you <laughs> thank you so much for making time ami we'll meet soon uh, as yes. we keep going and also one last uh, thing because uh, we are talking uh, to professionals specifically ha huh. you know um So I've seen this in my fraternity, in other fraternities also. So the other CA, CS, or a lawyer is not really a competition. That the other CA, CS, or lawyer is an opportunity for you yeah. to grow together. Yeah. And we are in this age where there is no competition. There's just synergy. If you yeah. get this in your mind and if you learn this by heart, you will grow a lot. For also, also for the fellow professionals out there. keep this in mind it's very very important absolutely fabulous yes co- collaboration over competition that's always i'm so so happy you brought this point up uh, I-, i wouldn't have even thought of it and i and i wish i had thought of it earlier but uh, fabulous i totally agree we always grow when we work together <laughs>